This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. I talk frequently about having rock stars, not rocks, on your team. And I hear from our clients that it sounds like a great idea, but when it comes down to it, they're just stuck with the people they have, or at least that's what they feel. And of course, with everything going on in the workforce, with the great resignation, that seems to reinforce their belief that they need to make do with who they have. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to have rock stars on your staff, on your team, in your organization. It makes a much bigger difference than you might think. It's not just a nice to have. It should be a must have for your organization. Here's an example. Back in 2001, Netflix was not the god of TV and watching that it is now. During that time, the CEO, Reed, found he had to lay off a third of his employees. Never an easy decision. So he had to go from 120 people to 80 people. How was he going to make the choice? What was going to be the deciding factor? He divided his team into two buckets. One bucket was high-performing, creative. They collaborated well with others. They were high-producing, but they were also a pleasure to be around. The other bucket was less amazing. They showed adequate work rather than great, and they needed a lot of hand-holding. Plus, they were complainers, not as positive. So he made that difficult decision. Again, even if you know you're making the right decision, doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy thing to do. So he spent the morning firing a third of his staff and he waited for the other shoe to drop. That maybe there would be dissent or negativity or fear with the people who were left. What he found is that it was amazing. People loved coming to work. They were more productive than they were before. And so those 80 people easily took on the work of 120. Why do you think that is? Well, it's because the lowered productivity, of course, stopped bringing down the higher productivity or created a lower average if you want to look at it that way. But that positivity has more of an impact than you realize. Or to look at it on the other side, 
less positivity has more of an impact than you may realize. We actually found this with one of our clients when after the company climate inventory we conducted revealed that they had some toxic employees, they made the difficult decision to fire two employees, two of whom had been there for over a decade. The client actually complained to us, this is a few weeks later, that it was like a party every day, that people were happier and celebrating. And of course, he being the managing partner felt bad because he'd had to fire two people. What we explained to him is that because these people had truly been toxic and were bringing down the culture of the organization, people would shut their doors and almost flee when they saw one of the employees coming. Other people talked about one of the employees being an office bully. That does not make for happy times at an organization. So what the managing partner was witnessing were people coming out of this downed environment. They were able to blossom and bloom because they weren't being held back by these toxic, negative, of course, unproductive, or at least less productive, and somewhat bullying people. It's almost like they were recovering from PTSD. And there was a big difference. So think about the fact that on your team, if you have one or two adequate people, it brings down the productivity and the atmosphere and the culture of what can get done. Collaboration drops if it's even there. Things take longer, probably because there are communication issues. All of this leads to less productivity, a negative culture. I've talked before that if you don't do your best to surround you and your team with rock stars, those rock stars that you do have might leave because they're seeing that you're willing to keep people on the team that aren't actually conducive or a good fit or a host of many other things. So Reed found these other things that these adequate people, but not amazing, not highly productive, not rock stars, would have an impact in five different areas. One, they sap the leader's time, energy, and attention. And so that leader has less time and energy for the true top performers. Two, those rocks reduce the quality of group discussions, of course, which takes longer and more time is spent in maybe dysfunctional communication and productivity. Three, 
those less than stellar team players force others to work around them, which again, reduces efficiency and productivity when you have to keep finding workarounds or spend energy trying to figure out how do you get around this roadblock? It is a resource drain. Four, as I implied, those rocks could drive team members who truly want to be part of something amazing and they want to use their gifts and they want to operate at their top performance. It could drive them to quit. And five, and is this really what you want? It shows the team that you accept mediocrity. I'll always remember talking with the leader of a nonprofit organization. And she was bemoaning the fact that they had such a high turnover. And I said, you know, there's a way that we can help you with that. We can work on that. And she said, no, that's just the way it is. We've accepted it. We spend three to five months training these people, and then they leave after they've been there for 12 to 18 months. And so in some cases, these people left and a third of that time that they were there was spent on their training. And she was okay with that. Basically, she was accepting mediocrity. And of course, if she's accepting mediocrity, and everybody knows that, everybody on the team is aware of that, even if they're not consciously aware of it or they're not talking out loud about it, why would they stay? Why would you want to stay in an environment where it's okay that there are slackers, are people who aren't as committed, who aren't bringing their all? Maybe it's because they're not a good fit, not necessarily because they're bad workers or they don't have the right skills. It just may not be a good fit. It's truly important that you do whatever you can to have rock stars on your team. Whether that's looking at your current team, like Reed at Netflix had to do, and saying, okay, based on who I have currently, who goes in the amazing rock star bucket and who goes in the eh, mediocre bucket? Or do you look a little deeper? Are you truly creating a culture where rock stars want to be and stay? Rock stars are the antidote to flatlining, to that mediocrity, to the opposite of progress and success and sustainability and thriving. So if you like all those words, success, sustainability, thriving, profitability, rock stars are how you're going to get there. Not an easy thing to do. I get that. And rock stars could honestly be the lifesaver of your organization. 
actually, I don't just think they could be. I think they are. And is your organization a rock star organization? Our company climate inventory actually helps find these things out. It helps determine if you have rock stars or if you have a plethora of heavy rocks. It helps determine and find out if your organization is a rock star organization. And it gives you a roadmap to the future. If this is something that you'd like to check out, please sign up for a complimentary consultation and we will happily extol the virtues of the company climate inventory and what it can do for you. Find out more at www.theshulergroupllc.com. And until next time, may you thrive. <laughs>